Welcome to River Roundtable with Pastor Lou Wooten, Pastor Andrew Perkins, and special guest, retired Lieutenant Colonel Dole Pulowski, where we dive into the currents of the modern world and equip people with the truth that sets us free. Well, hey, welcome online today, everybody. Pastor Andrew here, and we've got a little shift in the schedule as far as who's here. Our, our One of our regulars, retired Lieutenant Colonel Joel Plowski, here with us. And then on the far side, Joel, introduce our guest. Thank you. And today we have with us our uh, special guest straight from uh, Constitutional Carry. Uh, that would be Carrie McQuiston. Yeah, Amen. Joel, good to be here. <laughs> Amen. Welcome. So, uh, you know, nothing going on in the world, nothing to see here, you know, only pay attention to all of the mainstream media distraction, but uh, <clears throat> we're actually fixing to uh, blow some of that open today, I think. Um, there's a whole lot of actually pretty awesome stuff going on in the world for, uh, if you're standing on the side of righteousness, I would say, because um, to me, there's been uh, a lot of people that have given up hope and have said, well, you know, it's just it's just all doom and gloom. I might as well go hang out with Eeyore and fold my ears down, you know, and and there's you know, there's no hope, you know, for conservatism or for righteousness to actually have any hold. But you and I both know, you know, yes, God yes, God's on the throne. <laughs> and yes. and we're and you know, um regardless of who's president or who's not, whoever is governor, who's not, and and whatever things are happening, if our hope is in Jesus we're, we know that, uh, that that God is in control. He works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so, you know, when we when we come on here on our um, River Roundtable, we're always looking at things through a lens of the word and uh, through a lens of what I would say is biblical righteousness. So we're not we're not trying to come with our own ideas and our own uh, what would be our best um, righteousness, you know, our shiniest clothes, you know, my chrome dome polished out all the way. Yeah, I no, that's not what but we're it, all but about. But it is shiny. It, it's at times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's right. That's, that's why I'm you got adjusting the glare, it. Yeah. The glare reduction on today. Yeah, glare I just reduction can't to, to dice. At all. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, everybody. Woo! Okay. All yeah. right. There we go. All right. Well, what are you looking at there, Joel? Uh, Man, it is. It's been a crazy week mm -hmm. uh, for lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, just to back up and cover some things that uh, we've uh, we might have missed in the in local stuff. Right. Um, you know, there's a, an election next week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's actually you should be you should have ballots right now if you uh, they did. If you live up. in one of nine jurisdictions around Marion County. Uh, not everybody's going to get one. Uh, Polk County uh, did get them too in in city of Salem. Yes, I, I've got yeah. mine in West Salem. Yes, and mm -hmm. that's for the uh, Salem payroll tax. Yep. Uh, measure twenty four four nine one. Vote no. Vote no. Yes, <laughs> very clearly. Uh, I was out yesterday uh, door knocking, doing that in in East Salem mm -hmm. area, parts of East Salem that are not in the county. Right. There's some weird uh, gerrymandering man, that's, there. That's a uh, gerrymandered <laughs> district there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so once again, vote no, measure 24491. Amen. And you may not have received a ballot uh, this election if you don't have a uh, ballot measure like uh, the Salem payroll tax or a school board measure. 
like in Silverton, and there's another one out in St. Paul. Uh, there's a couple of fire uh, boards as well, Jefferson and some others, small small stuff like that mm -hmm. for people to vote on. Uh, basically, everything that's on the ballot right now is a tax. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my default position on that is no. <laughs> right. Automatically. Yeah. No, thank you. We have okay. enough. I'll pass. Uh, for <laughs> for the world's worst statistical uh, numbers, uh, Oregon has the worst taxes in the nation for middle class. We made it. We are oh, wait, number uh, one. We should not be happy about middle that. Middle class taxation. That's yeah, not yeah. a good place to be. Yes. No. It's, so it's crushing. Uh you know, you just say, and everybody's like, well, that's so bad. Well, you know, we can fix that too. That's right. Okay. The middle class so, is the largest class. So correct? we, uh, yeah. And that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's why they're coming at the middle class and, uh, and, as usual. And, and as pastor has been saying, the middle class is also what I would say is by and large, the ostrich class where everybody's oh. got their head in the sands. My life is comfortable. I'm okay. Let me do what I want to do. And you know, who cares about everybody else? Actually, when I'm out gathering signatures in Orange, what I'm hearing now is if I say anything, they'll make it worse. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm translating, but that's, that's what it fails down to. That goes well, beyond the pale. That's <clears throat> that's like, okay, that's tyranny. Yes, that is like, <clears throat> okay, I've accepted that everything is going to be horrible in my life or the government's going to be out of control. Yeah. Okay. It's, so I better not say anything. Or, or they they'll might, make it worse. They'll make it worse because so, I'm. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. they're going to make it worse if that's yeah. your attitude, right? But that's completely giving away your power. That's Absolutely, that's cowardice. Exactly. And if exactly. everyone would stand up at once and push back, you know, on these things, yes. yeah, the government would not have that power. No. Hey, amen. Yes. <laughs> Come on. It's it, mind-boggling. Right. And and the reality is, is that I I believe that um that there's there there are actually enough people on both sides of the aisle that. Uh, that are in agreement on that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's people that are there. Yes, maybe they're um, they're Democrat, but they're actually you might say um, uh, fiscally conservative, or they might be a little bit even on their own uh, in their own mind or whatever socially conservative, right? Mm -hmm. And and they see what's being pushed and championed within their party as absolutely extreme. Right. And they're going, this is this is too much. You actually want to take my kids from me. You want to take and mutilate my children and sterilize them. I believe that there's actually a lot of of people that with a D in front of their name on their voter registration that are not in agreement with all of what's going on uh, in the Marble Nuthouse in the state of Oregon. And and, um, you know, I mean, it's 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 coming to that place of like what you're saying. Uh, if if people in the in the state, especially in the capital, are like, I don't want to say anything, or they're going to make it worse, that's ridiculous. That's that goes beyond the pale, right? It it is uh, it is un-American. Yeah, hello. Look at there. No, they um, they need to actually within that spot. There needs there needs to be an encouragement to those people. In other words, yeah. we don't need to browbeat them anymore. We need to encourage people. Now is the time, actually, before. If if you've given up hope and your neighbor has given up hope, right? I mean, that's what they're saying. Well, that's the hey. the, uh, the the issue that we have with um, with people like uh, President Trump, mm -hmm. and you see with other folks is that they give people hope, right? Which is why the attacks against him and others 
are so strong. Mm-hmm. That's um, absolutely correct. When you're doing something, when you're strong, when you're an effect, an effective person, right? That's who who they're going to target. Yeah, and that yep. happens every single time. Yep. Yeah. The the old uh, saying, um, when you're when you're out in front, the arrows always hit you in the back. Yeah, you know? that's true too. Um, that's true too. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. As you when you when you're leading, and and often, um, you know, it doesn't matter honestly whether you're on a, a conservative or a, a liberal side on this. You know, there's there's obvious there's obviously people that um, that are never going to be happy where they're at, and they just look for somebody else to to ride their coattails, and you know. Uh, and 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 beat them down. That's not the way it should be. Yeah, there's uh, <clears throat> there's always going to be folks. Um, so I was listening to uh, Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth last night. Oh yeah, and uh, he said, uh, and I'm I don't remember exactly, but I'll I'll have I'll paraphrase it. It was <laughs> roughly like if you're um, if you have people who are uh, taking your words out of context and lying about you. Mm-hmm. If you have people who have developed a, uh, in his, and he's referencing himself in this, yeah. a YouTube channel just for dissecting your language yeah. that you're using on your YouTube channel yeah. and, and trying to discredit you or trying to defame you or whatever, attack yeah. you over that. Yeah. If you are having those things happen in your life, then you're on the right path. Right. You're over the target because because, you're hitting the most flack. (laughs) Because, and a lot of times it's going to be folks uh, that don't want uh, to see success because of, well, jealousy, envy, those things are very normal. That's very normal. When then we face other things like in Oregon, where (laughs) we've had uh, one party rule for so long, they can't handle the challenge at all. Mm hmm. And uh, and you saw some of that when you were running for governor. I saw an awful lot of that. You know, what you're talking about brings to mind the phrase, the wind howls loudest along the highest peaks. There you go. Yes. Comes to mind every time you guys talk about that subject. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> that sounds like some, like some good uh, Eastern Oregon analogy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Pastor Lou gets it yeah. um, a lot, I yeah. might add. Uh, and as the church grows, it's going to get it more. That's that's the way it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and you know, I mean, we've we so we have changes in the political landscape happening. Uh, uh, just for example, mm-hmm. uh, CD four, which does not include Salem, but uh, that's Congressional District four. I'm using shorthand here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl Blumenauer is not running for re-election, and I'm looking forward to the food fight. Uh, that will be the Democrat primary for that because right now, um, it is looking like, uh, Travis Nelson, uh, who was, uh, one of the chief sponsors behind house bill 2002. Oh, wow. All right. Jeez. Versus, um, and I'm going to miss J pal who is on the Multnomah County, uh, board uh-huh. and her sister, is already in Congress hmm. and part of the squad. Mm-hmm. As left-leaning as it's possible to get. Okay, and so wow. between the two of them, okay, you 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 get to choose your form of communism in Stalinism or Maoism, but that's basically it. That's the difference between those two. It's um, so, and and CD four is up north in uh, in Portland, uh, out towards uh, Hood River, and so that's. 
that's part of the problem here in Oregon. But, you know, we have other uh, Congress people. Uh, we have Cliff Bentz in CD uh, Congressional District 2 in Eastern Oregon. And uh, we have Lori uh, Chavez-Dreamer in uh, CD5. And uh, she has been doing uh, yeoman's work, uh, getting things done for a freshman and making an impact. And the Democrats have identified her seat as their number one target. Wow. Yeah, we have Val Hoyle. And, mm. and, and Val Hoyle is running for CD4 uh, to replace Earl. And let's see. And then we have CD6. Uh, where Denise Bowles, or Bowles, sorry, Denise Bowles, who will be at the Marion County Republican Party meeting on November 16th, 6.30 p.m. at the VFW in Salem. Mm -hmm. Editorial comment <laughs> included for free. <laughs> yeah. She's running for uh, CD6 against Andrea Salinas, mm. uh, who can, who has never seen a windmill she doesn't love. <laughs> you know, uh, it, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, speaking of windmills, uh, the company that was supposed that is backed the that was online to do the uh, Southern Oregon Coast windmill farm. Mm. Okay, because the people from Portland don't want to look at e windmills when they go to Cannon Beach. <laughs> All right, they so want to put they, it down in Coos Bay where nobody you know wow. cares. So Rude. Uh, that company is headed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy because they've pulled out of the two wind projects, offshore wind projects. That they were doing on the East Coast. Mm. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, it's not working out well for them. Next. Anyway, that's yeah. just good, you know, good news because these things fail. Yeah. So I'm talking way too much. Uh, it, you know, you got lots of information there, but you know. <laughs> so, um, Carrie is is with us today, and we she has uh, a couple of things that she's been working on. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is this is total inside. Uh, baseball politics here in Oregon, hmm. but uh, she was recently the featured speaker for East Clackamas Women. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. And uh, and and I would just like you to go over the the topics and of your discussion there. Okay. okay. For this audience. Okay. Well, I was invited to speak as a guest speaker for the East Clackamas mm -hmm. Republican Women. Because as we know, Republican women get things done. <laughs> and That's true. That's true. When I got there, I had two pages of notes that I intended to speak on. But just judging by the, the tone of the audience, what people were interested in, it mm -hmm. shifted completely off topic and went into how to combat infighting in Oregon, how to awesome. spot infiltrators who are planted in our Republican Party in our state, just how to identify these people and fight back. Mm -hmm. And Really, it's just any tactic that you would use to combat malicious gossip anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can stop these people in their tracks. And there, there are certain things I listed out that you can see that ID these folks. I mean, very often uh, people who have come into the party just to create chaos. You know, they're the agents of chaos mm -hmm. in the party. <laughs> right. They've come from out of the state. They haven't been involved in Republican politics. They have very little voting history. Mm -hmm. They want to get into the conservative organization that they're infiltrating. And they don't want to go all the way to the top because they don't want their name and their picture on the media quite so often, but they want access to the top. Yep. And so they'll come straight in there as fast as they can to uh, can create chaos. Mm -hmm. And so you know something's wrong with these folks, but they can't do it alone. They have to stir up the, what they call their useful tools. Mm -hmm. And so to do that, they have to get people who are just very angry, you know, within I'm taking Oregon Republican Party as an example, very mm -hmm. angry. <clears throat> and they play on that. 
because most people who just want change within an organization can't fathom someone being so evil as to wanting to destroy the life of another person with slander or gossip. Mm-hmm. They can't imagine getting in someone's face and planning that and coming out with those lies that that, that is their purpose because normal people don't behave that way. Right. No, it's very abnormal. Yeah, it's incredibly abnormal. Um, and so I just gave some tips at the end of that, ways to stop this. So if someone comes up and says, oh, yeah, she's she's self-serving. She's a rhino. She's uh, he, he's just in it for the money. He's destructive. You know, he's a spy. He, all these things that they say routinely stop them in their tracks. Really? Why do you think this? Mm-hmm. Give me an example. Who's your source? Where did you get this information from? Yeah, so, I love that. I love that one myself. The, yeah. uh, the it, who told you that? Mm-hmm. And, and you will always get back the same phrase. I have reliable sources in. I have credible people on the ground here. Uh-huh. Really? Who? Oh, I have two or three. They'll come back th- with that strength in numbers to mm-hmm. you know to get yes. themselves street cred <laughs> mm-hmm. that yeah. they don't have, and j- just keep calling them out very calmly, and they won't be able to handle it. They will retreat. Mm-hmm. When uh, that's um, good. Yeah, this is this is a a function of any basically large organization too. Yes. It's not a it's not a politics specific thing. It's an evil specific thing. Yes. Uh, If there's money involved, you're going to find the same thing. Mm -hmm. If there's any kind of influence, uh, you know, or, or other places, um, pastor Lewis talked about stuff like this, you know, at, in church. Oh yeah. All the time. So this Mm -hmm. is not a, this is not a, a thing that only happens in one area, uh, of life. Um, you know, and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little uh, history lesson, or personal story. <laughs> My dad was the senior most person for seniority uh, at a Ford tractor plant when I was when I was growing up. He was number one seniority man, and the UAW wanted to unionize Ford tractor. So the first thing they did uh, in, in trying to influence the workers of the Ford tractor plant there was talk to my dad and then make him special side deals. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. They they promised him if he backed the union that they, he would get the plant manager's parking space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it wasn't anything real. They didn't say, oh, we're going to get you more money. Yeah. It, oh, we're going to get you a j- different job that pays better or anything like that. They, they gave him, uh, you know, petty, vindictive things where you could get even, they get mm-hmm. a lot of get evenism, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. in that. Um, and so that was one, that was like my first, and I was like 12 years old when this happened. And my dad told me to leave the room because it was an adult conversation. And of course, I only went around the corner and eavesdropped. <laughs> okay, which is which is why I know this stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so. That that was like my first experience with uh, with something like this. And so one of the things that I have seen is people who, you know, are in this that age in a chaos mode uh, ask ask you to do things that are very small. OK, but they have a vindictiveness to them. All right. They do. And and <clears throat> I've seen that a lot. And sometimes it's there's there's no real reason for it that that you can identify there's no obvious motive uh and that's another big sign too all right people that move in from out of state should not automatically dislike 
dislike you just because they showed up. Right. Yeah, it's it's bizarre behavior. Yeah. yeah. You can usually That's tell. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> so it um, uh, seems like a little bit of a fitting time talking, you know, we're talking about divisiveness and control and tyranny and everything uh, to bring up this, uh, what the uh, Oregon elections uh, has brought in this <laughs> oh, yes. logically uh, dot AI and AI system to come in and monitor John Q public uh, for elections, miss and disinformation from their mission statement. Uh, to tackle harmful and manipulative content at speed and scale, we work to reduce the individual, institutional, and societal damage caused by misleading and deceptive online discourse. <laughs> Hello, Big Brother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's brought uh, the, to you by the state of Oregon. Yeah, yeah, the Oregon Secretary of State. Um, I read the request for proposal for that. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a camel under the, uh, you know, nose in the tent kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's only $146,000. That that's pretty cheap because is, it's, that's the seed money, right? Okay. Cause then they're going to get some big payoff because <laughs> like most government programs, they only grow mm -hmm. and, uh, it, we're going to, we're going to see that that's the new world we're going to live in. We have to have our own communication channels, which is why we're doing this show. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why, we're doing constitutional carry, which is why we get involved. And the, the best way to combat that stuff is to build a personal network that allows you to communicate people and to build trust with people. Because mm -hmm. as we get down the road, um, I don't have the video here, but it, there was a, a viral video from Halloween this year that showed this uh, adult um, coming into uh, somebody's front door and I believe it was in Texas, and they just like piranhas cleaned out I the candy that. bowl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And that is that is this, if you will, an outward sign of the level of trust that our society is devolving down to. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> if you have a Halloween, like where I had a Halloween growing up as a kid, okay where uh, yeah, a six-year-old went out uh, with an eight-year-old supervisor right. flashlight <laughs> yeah. for four hours of Halloween <laughs> trick-or-treating, yes. okay? Uh, I don't know anybody that does that anymore. No I doesn't even consider it. That was the normal mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Yeah. All right? So. And you're uh, not that old, Joel. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> a very young 58. Um, so as we see that, as, as we see that level of trust fall down, it's very important for you to have, um, for lack of a better term, your tribe. All right. Yeah. And as we are, uh, as we're getting into these days where the sifting is going to happen and is happening, it's very important for you to find those right people. And that gets us back to the other, the other subject. Okay. Now, all of this ties together and it all devolves and uh, evolves around trust and who you trust and where you place your trust. And by the way, mine is in the Lord. Amen. So. <laughs> right. uh, yes. Before we go completely off of this topic, I just, yeah. I, I want to share the information at the um, Oregon elections office yes. and Oregon secretary of state for people to call and uh, register a complaint and request that this be removed. Um, it w we weren't asked 
Oh no, this was a <laughs> this is a private contract that was that was done by the Secretary of State without anybody's input. Yeah. So the main contact, I mean, I mean, we're just putting this out there. This is what they're doing to us. So we're going to return the favor. Uh, the main contact is Philip Andrews. Oh. Phone number is 971-600-6269. And uh, the email is philip.andrews at sos.oregon.gov. So if you go on to the Oregon Secretary of State, that's not a personal number. That's his, that's his state office number and email and then the Oregon elections office also to um you know complain about this because they're the ones that are pushing this right and so uh Oregon elections office phone number 503-986-1518 again 503-986-1518 and uh you know calmly share your um uh un <laughs> I'm trying to phrase it very nicely here, but your disagreement with their choice to um, monitor and control, um, you know, the citizens of Oregon in this way, uh, it, it really does not smell good. I'll just say it that way. No. Um, yeah, it doesn't pass the smell test at mm -mm, all. Mm -mm. So philip.andrews at sos.oregon.gov, send them an email, you know. And be nice. Yes, be civil, but but be constitutional, you know. Yes. I mean, this what this is, is this is absolutely, it's a, an attack on free speech. They're, they're going to do everything they can get away with if they can. And so, um, you know, we need to uh, be combating this. This is, this is what, um, you know, grassroots involvement is all about, but having people be engaged and let the voice of the people be heard. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Yeah. The way, the way, the more we speak, mm -hmm. the, uh, the more there is, uh, freedom. Mm -hmm. It really is mm -hmm. that way. And, and we would prefer it to be actual liberty, which is freedom with morality. Absolutely. Good point. Right. <laughs> it's not anarchy. Listen, we, we in no way push anarchy. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I have family that is engaged in the Libertarian Party and, and a lot of, you know, within that there's um, a, an opening up and, a, and an absolute destruction of society. One thing I have learned um, within um, uh, being engaged in church and in church leadership and studying the word and being involved in leading people, uh, which is a weird for me to say, because I was raised in Oregon in a non-denominational church that was elder rule. And so we weren't, we didn't have pastors that were leaders and we didn't have teachers and, and evangelists or whatever, you know, they weren't, it was, everybody was, it was more of a commune, if you will, sort of, there were leaders, but it was the elders. But when you look in the book of Acts, when you look in, in the book of Ephesians, when you look in the, in the new Testament and where it's laid out for what the new Testament church looks like, and this is, exactly the same thing that um, governments have figured out within military also, but within church, you need people to actually lead. God gives gifts. It's not just my opinion. It's what the Word says. Holy Spirit gives people as leaders, and, and that's actually a selfless act for them within the, within the body of Christ. They're, those that are great, Jesus said, will actually be least because they're serving everyone. And, yes. and I believe that that is it, Ser it, servant it, leadership is the is the key is the key. Yes. You know, and when and when we're talking about politics, it, it really is the same thing. That yep. was the foundation, the constitutional um, setup for for leadership. It was not a paid position. It was actually a civic duty. Am I wrong? You are. You are not wrong. 
So, so what has happened is, is because of the involvement and the influence of money, it's exactly what Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 16. Uh, we were talking about this in my stewardship, this class in Bible school at the church, shameless plug, praise the Lord. RIU. Um, RIU River Impact University. Yeah, come <laughs> check that out. But listen, w- what Jesus talked about, if you try to serve two masters, you're not going to serve two masters. You will love one and you'll hate the other. And so, and it's talking about the love of riches and, oh. the, and the desire to be uh, uh, higher than other people. Oh, the so. way to tell a good leader is, is they're not trying to break everyone else's back. Look at what's going on in politics right now. So, so you're saying that's why Joe Biden sucks as a leader. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, behold just, the word Just up. a for, for, for example, Did you, you s- cannot serve China and the United States at the same time. Amen. Just saying. Or, you know, take it to a local level, Tim. I mean, Tina Kotex or, or uh, you know. You cannot serve the teachers K- union. No. And the Oregon people at the same time? Right. No, the teachers <laughs> unions are absolutely against people. So many people don't understand yeah. how wicked this stuff is, what's going on within that stuff. There, There is incredible, incredible attacks on people. I mean, and the, and the attacks on the children, actually. It is destroying. You, you talk about a teachers union that wants to sterilize and dumb down kids. How yeah, dumb yes. can you be to stand for that? There, there are four children, but no standards. They, yeah. The teachers won't be held to any standard to to teach uh, that. And so they're to, against to, parents. They're up striking in Portland right now, which I actually think is a great thing because that gives those kids a chance to get away from those people. <laughs> right. um, you know, uh, they're looking. They're like, we're totally for the kids. We <clears> want <throat> like max class sizes of like 15. Oh, and we want a 25 percent raise. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so you mentioned networking a little bit yes. earlier and you can't have any kind of servant leadership without a team. Exactly. Yes. Jesus has had his apostles, right? Yes. And he was not alone. And it was a lot more than just those 12 guys. Yes. That's right. Yes. There was a network that built out. Absolutely. You have to have that network in politics at mm-hmm. local political levels, you know, city, county, state, yep. federal, and then international also. Yeah. So, which really does tie into what we're working on this week, too. It, so. it which really is, does. Which is, Joel says. <laughs> Leading into. Leading into. It was a good segue, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was excellent. Thank you. I thought so. Yeah, so we have something coming up this week called the Worldwide Freedom Initiative. Nice. And so Solomon Yu, who is our national committee man with the RNC from Oregon, uh, Randy Yallos, who's our France chapter president of Republicans Overseas France, and I have put together something called the Worldwide Freedom Initiative. And this is the first really internationally orchestrated effort to push back against Davos and the World Economic Forum. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> because they've been networking for 50 years to get uh, to, the, to the point of damage that they've gotten to. Yeah. And yeah. so this week we're going to gather a bunch of center and center right leaders from around the world in Paris to start talking about these things. Well done. Yeah, to start talking about uh, independent nations, independent na- nation sovereignty rather than globalism. Come on. To talk about uh, wokeism and how damaging that is. Hello. Um, the importance of our border security in the yes. United States. <clears throat> yeah. And so we have some really good folks showing up for this. That's Amen. cool. Yeah, so we have two days of summit, um, and then after that we have some other events that kind of follow up on that. But. Well, will there be any um, like video or documents produced by this? 
eventually. Uh, right now, what we're doing is we have we'll have the live live stream, and I think we have Fox News and Newsmax televising this. Excellent. Um, we know that amazing. as we go on down the line, we're going to have to do a little bit like the World Economic Forum does. You know, they have people from industry come in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Political leaders. They have people from entertainment, media. Media is going to be critical. We absolutely have to have um, you know, alternative media like, like this. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually get to be on a panel um, with uh, President Trump's former senior advisor, David Bossie, his former campaign ma- manager, Corey Lewandowski. Mm. Um, uh, Congressman Alex Mooney and Devin Nunes, who's the CEO of True Social. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so former congressman. Yeah, former congressman. So we're going to bat back and forth because th- that team, actually, a couple on that team were actually behind the Louisiana flip in the governor's race. Yes. Right? And awesome. so they've they figured out some, some pretty good strategies at this point. Yeah, well, yeah. well. Tell them to clue me in so we can fix Oregon. And that's exactly the point. <laughs> and, you know, and from my point of view, I could look at it and say w- what I needed as a grassroots candidate, what mm-hmm. I was naive to coming into the election, mm-hmm. what the establishment in Oregon did, just, how to combat that. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. What, yeah one of the, and, and to highlight that just for a moment, one of the things that happened uh, in the governor's race, and it didn't happen to just you, Carrie, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the candidates that had the most money made deals with Oregon media to shut out other candidates during the primary. And this happened on both sides. Mm-hmm. All right. This, yeah. So this is a common phenomena. It is like, okay, I'm going to give you a million dollars worth of advertising, but you don't let anybody else advertise. And that, uh, that's a kind of thing that needs to change. Obviously. Yeah, it's very corrupt and it's, it's something that establishment goes to. It's very common actually. Nationwide, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's where a you go to move. You fix the debate stage. And yes. in Oregon, the case yep, we too. had was, uh, the media went to, they, they shifted the goalpost quite a few times. Those goalposts move so much. I couldn't keep track Constantly. of them. Constantly. Yeah. And so every time <laughs> you'd, you'd make one goal, they would shift it. And so what they did was they, uh, implemented a poll. You have to poll so much. And I thought, oh, no problem with that. But the people that they hired for polling, that polling company was owned by a lobbyist. And that lobbyist and his clients had only contributed, donated to one gubernatorial candidate. Yes. Wow. You can't tell me that's not corrupt. Right. That happens all the time. And yeah. that's something that a grassroots candidate coming in doesn't realize happens pretty consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So and you just get shut out. You get shut out. Mm-hmm. You get a complete media blackout. Yeah. So. Well, that's OK. Next time around, we're going to have our own media. There you go. Amen. You know, so that's what social in this, you know, comes into play. Uh, Yeah. You can ban someone from Twitter, but, you know, then somebody like Elon will buy Twitter. (laughs) uh, Hopefully. There you go. Um, Speaking of changing things in elections, uh, and and this is is a very small race uh, in Connecticut that was a primary between between Democrats. And – one of the, uh, the, the actual clerk of, of the, uh, county got caught stuffing ballots. Oh, this is incredible. Okay. Story. It's like, it wasn't like it was, you know, but some <laughs> oddball person who, you know, did, wasn't involved. It was the clerk, the elections herself. clerk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so, and then supervising <laughs> a helper to do it also. Yes. And she was, she got some assistance with, mm-hmm. from other election people mm-hmm. to stuff the ballot. And uh, I'm assuming they're not employed there any longer. Oh, no, they're still employed. They're still employed. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's going to be a it, trial, though, and they're but going to be. But there's going to be more fallout. But the judge uh, heard the case actually on the merits. Um, and as a result of that, overturned the election and said there has to be a new election. Okay. 
So for those of you that don't think ballot stuffing and ballot, you know, so, but <clears throat> cheating at elections has happened since there's been elections. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which gets me on my soapbox of it's all rigged and you can't do anything. And you're, oh, it's all, oh, shut up, Eeyore. Hey, it's shut up. It's demoralization. We've got to stop that. That is, oh. the, that is the demoralization. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mantra that you are buying into. If you're spreading it yourself, stop. Right, please. Okay, listen. There. If you uh, and I'll and I'll tell you why. And, right. And this is statistically based. Mm -hmm. All right. When we so, for example, here in Oregon, we have a three-week window. Five days after ballots drop, we know the ballots that have been turned in at that point. The, after three days of ballot turn in, I can tell you who's going to win within a percentage point. Mm-hmm. All right. If the race is very, very close, then it's then it's a question mark. Mm -hmm. But most races are not that close. And so then, you know, and you haven't even done the rest of the thing because you know how many ballots have been turned in. All right. And it's just math. It's math. OK, so everybody that's that's waiting till the last day. OK, what happens with them is 90 percent of those people who say they're going to turn in on that last day are the ones that turn in you can guarantee you at least 10% of people that say they're waiting till the last day, something happens. Their car breaks down. Happened to my son this morning, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, they, the bad weather, like rain and there's an accident and, you know, and you'd waited until, you know, you were going to vote out after work or something like that. There's life gets in the way. All right. And I know we would all rather vote uh, the way Canada votes, the way Mexico votes, uh, for example, which is, in a single day on paper without anything else. We do vote on paper here in Oregon because you get a paper ballot mailed to you that you send back. The biggest thing you can do is vote it early, actually. Mm -hmm. If we had a 50% increase, uh, correct, I'll even make it better. If we had a 5% increase Hello. in early ballots from Republicans and conservatives in Oregon, the cheating would would come to an end because they wouldn't be able to do enough to overcome it. Right. Because there's only so many people and there's only so many ballots and there's a certain amount of logistics to it. Right. When you wait to the last minute, they've had their chance to build up that lead and they know what the number is mm -hmm. and they go meet that number about four days out. And mm -hmm. we have and no ability done. to chase those ballots. Yes. You know, when people hold those ballots till the last minute, there's no way to look and, and see who's turning their ballot or not and chase down those votes. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, they're, they're killing the one tool that we do have. And, and I don't know where that movement, that hold to the last minute movement came from. But it was there in my race and it was just absolutely crazy. It was damaging. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there are some candidates who are still still pushing that. Uh, still pushing that. Yeah. I haven't seen him win a race yet. No. Nope, okay. And we watched. <laughs> And we watched in places uh, like Maricopa County with with Carrie Lake, mm -hmm. where everybody waited till the last day, and they just sabotaged the machines. Everybody knows they sabotaged the printers by changing the printer settings and the and, paper. Yeah, and right. the paper I wouldn't mean, read right, and, and it just caused a massive massive problems. And yeah. they're like, "Oops, my bad, Sue. Oh, that's right. Too bad." Right. Okay. <clears throat> if you if you don't challenge an election at the moment. And this is the other part about challenging elections, too. You know there's a problem with the election and the rules have been changed midstream and you sue and they say, well, the election hasn't happened yet. You have no standing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you wait till the election day when the election's ongoing and they're like, uh, sorry, you, you you were interfering in the election process. Uh, <laughs> you have no standing. Right. And then the day after the election, you're like, oh, the election's over. 
um, and you can't prove that you didn't lose. So, um, you know, yeah, no, sorry. Again, right. Watch, we watched that happen in 2020 with, yep. with 68 lawsuits at the national level uh, around President Trump. There's been other ones I've watched before have the yep. same thing too. Yep. So counting on the legal system. Not I the best way to do it. a losing proposition. Right. You know, one of my messages through my campaign was we have to outvote the cheating. Yes. Because that's, that's what we have now. And I heard President Trump actually say that exact same thing in South Dakota just recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, they, can't, they can't win forever. You know, the pendulum goes one way and it has to swing back at some point. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to do this. I mean, in, in Oregon, you look at how few votes separated winning and losing with some of the House races. I mean, I know you've mentioned less that than forty three hundred votes yeah. separated control of the house, lower house, um, house of representatives in Oregon. Yeah. I, I bet <laughs> even just on people listening to this radio show, there there are people that know somebody that didn't vote because they said it didn't matter, and there's probably four thousand three hundred of them. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I just oh, yeah, want to take least. a second yeah. also because we forgot so far uh, to thank KSLM. Oh uh, yes. KSLM.news on the internet at 104.3 FM. We're very grateful uh, for the sisters and all of the crew there. And then also 1220 AM. It's a a wonderful station that is very much engaged in promoting righteousness in the community and uh, really helping out local businesses, um, good people doing good things. And so, um, you know, we just, we're, we're grateful. I mean, we, we pay for our own show there, yep. you know, and that's so why that's why free. we don't have commercials, right. You know, um, so, uh, <clears throat> we're just, we're grateful for having this opportunity to be able to speak and to be able to have the voice out there to be able to share with, um, people like Carrie, you know, and you, Joel, that are there engaged. Um, I've been very encouraged, um, going back to our current topic here about election stuff of, of uh, seeing information actually getting out there. Uh, it's not on mainstream media, but it's if you look for it, it's there from people that have been uh, after it and are staying engaged and are getting people, more people engaged, like for doing the, the voting watching to actually yes. show up and watch, right, what's going on, even though within the state of Oregon, there's not as much you can do but even to be there, if you're there and you see somebody bring in a suitcase or a tote full of, of ballots and start stuffing them into the machine, you know that there's something going on, right? That's uh, for an individual to come and do that. That's not okay, right? And so, Gen- generally speaking, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> by and large, there at least needs to be some checking. The, the what, video from Detroit in 2020 was just massively impressive, backing up the, the vans <laughs> and just chucking boxes. Yeah. Off the uh, onto the loading deck that were ballots spilling everywhere. Yeah. And they're like nothing to see here. It's yeah. totally normal. Yeah. It's totally just normal. Look away. Look no, away. No, no, no. No, these are fresh printed. Yeah. Fresh printed ballots, <laughs> pre-marked. They're good. Yeah. Um, no, but that, that's what in, instead of mm-hmm. just complaining and saying I won't vote at all, then go and engage in that manner. There still is much room for people to be engaged in that. I think this. Uh, uh, the number I saw was something less than 150. It may have been less than 120 people that were at a meeting recently about that their plan and where they're going for um, being at all of the ballot sites watching. Yes. There's a lot more than that uh, ballot collection sites in the state of Oregon, right? So if, uh, if, uh, ballot drop boxes are in pretty much every city. Hello. So, yeah. so you know, the, the 4,500 people that didn't, uh, that, you know, we know, I mean, cause what was, what's turnout? It's, it's still less than 60%, right? 
turnout Oregon wide was um, last cycle sixty five percent ish total. So that's yeah. decent, mm-hmm. right? But but that means there still is a good a great room of of people to to come in. I mean, you're talking about literally hundreds of thousands of people that could be engaged here oh, that yeah. are, that are not. Yeah, so we have 2.9 million voters in, yeah. in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, and slightly less than two million of them voted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, overall. so there you go. You're you're really and close the, to the, almost a million people total. I'm gonna I mean, I might make another plug here too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a primary voter, mm-hmm. you are you are more than 50 percent likely to also vote in the general election, um, and. And that's because you're engaged and you already voted once mm-hmm. and that's in your mind. Mm-hmm. If the, if the, if you're an NAV voter and, and I'm going to make a plug for the Republican party. Yeah. Register and register Republican. Um, because we have a lot of good candidates like David Brown. Amen. Uh, who's running for house district, uh, 19 South uh, Salem in South Salem. Mm-hmm. The reason why we try so hard to register voters and the reason why we saw the the controversy in the last election cycle with the secretary of state taking people off the voter rolls as far as registration to a party mm-hmm. was because if you don't get a primary ballot, you're much less likely to vote in the general election. And we're seeing that right now in our tiny little election that's happening right now. Ballot turn-in rate for NAVs is less than 6%. Mm. All right. In comparison for for Republicans, it was 22%. That's a couple days ago now. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you see that, <clears throat> you know that you – and people get moved to NAV, they typically just don't vote. Vast majority of them. Less than 30% of NAVs in Oregon uh, vote. And that's the largest voting block, if you will, Wow. in Oregon. And they're just not engaged at all. Yeah. So. It's a lack of engagement. And that's what the powers that be like. Wow. Okay. That's they like you not engaged. That's very substantial. Yeah. So, so, so where this goes then, where for where we're at, for our listening audience or those that are watching uh, online, you know, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube, we thank you for that, and we appreciate you sharing and and liking the broadcasts and and pushing this out there to get more people to hear. Because listen, people, obviously, where we're at in in the condition of the state, I love Oregon. I was born and raised here. I love this state. But I do not love the politics that are that are uh, by and large controlling the state right now. And so, you know, um, I've, I'm more active now than I ever was in my life. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of Oregon's um, problem is, is that we're so happy just hanging out here and being here that we don't really pay attention to what's going on. There's a lot of apathy in this state. Um, particularly from the Willamette Valley, and I'll just say that from Portland to Eugene, where the voting centers are, it's it's uh, it's easy to live here, right? The weather is very neutral. It's you know, I mean, even if it's wet, it's not horribly cold in the summer. It's not horribly hot. It's it's a it's a great place to be, you know, and and so uh, it's just very easy to be lazy, and 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 listen, this is not a time. To be lazy. This is a time when we need to, uh, as whether you're you consider yourself a child of God or not, that we need to be engaged in what's going on for righteousness. When there is such attacks against uh, the children and against family that are going on from the government, which is supposed to be for the people 
and it's actually destroying people. It's supposed to be protecting your rights. Yeah. Not taking them away. No, no. And and so this is a time, regardless of what you consider your political affiliation, to look at what's going on and understand that what's happening, it literally is just like old B.O., stinky Barack Obama himself. Pardon me, Lord. But, you know, this guy it was on record for saying the, the plan to do is to pour enough raw sewage into the city square that the people will not know what to do because it's such a mess. Look at what's going on right now across the country in the main seats. So that's exactly what's happened. So, so you're saying Portland's a mess. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a hundred thousand in the last six months, a hundred thousand migrant. They're, they're, that's their word, migrants. Mm -hmm. You and I call them illegal aliens. Who are well? It's beyond that though. It's it's in fighting York, age males in New York City. Yeah, itself. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you some nightmare fuel for, for, uh, for the border. Hello. Okay. Uh, so we've had, uh, on the low end, 7 million on the high end, 9 million since, uh, Joe Biden speak, was installed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, right. And, uh, 70% of that, uh, are, are fighting edge males mm -hmm. that traveled alone, mm -hmm. single, in any other time and place, that's an invading army. Right. Oh, you're saying they didn't bring guns. Okay. Um, have you checked the army recruiting numbers lately? Okay. All right. They, they're pretty bad. That's because, you know, red-blooded Americans don't want to go to the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, that war is over, by the way, in case you didn't know. And mm -hmm. the Russians won. Yeah. Um, so the next, the next thing... Uh, I fully expect to see is that, uh, and this is already a program, so it's just expanding the program, is to take people who are here, who are not U.S. citizens, allow them to become military members oh. so they can gain citizenship. Yeah, this is you know? already a program. You'll see that expand. Wow. And you'll see them recruiting people literally off the street <laughs> in New York from the homeless camps or from Oof. the migrant camps, I should say. Yeah. Probably from the homeless camps, too, because those will intermingle. <clears throat> All right. Those people are not Americans. Mm -hmm. They will be in the U.S. military. Yeah, look at the where numbers. will where will they be? They will be in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. And you can take that nightmare fuel. And when you say the U.S. military is never going to turn on the American, guess what? I just did. I yeah. just turned it. Add a little bit more to your nightmare fuel fire, mm -hmm. and and talk about the percentages of where the people are that are crossing the border border that are neither Mexican. Central American or South American. We have tens of thousands of Chinese fighting edge, fighting age males in the country right now. Yep, they're gathering down at the Darien Gap and coming straight up and through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Darien Gap is one of their primary places. San Diego is the next place um, when it comes to crossing. And believe it or not, the Canadian border. Yeah. Is a. It is. <laughs> is a primary place. For Chinese to cross, they come into Vancouver and they just drive south. Oh, that's where. Where do they drive south to? Here, right? Yes, okay. Washington and right. Oregon. I have been in Salem and watched the the plain white buses offload, you know, forty five people uh, at a shot uh, into Salem, and they just vanish. They just and you're you, if you stay around the 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 uh, the bus stop or downtown, you don't see more people. No. Okay, but you keep seeing people get fed in, mm -hmm. and you're like, "What's going on there?" Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so, so this is why yeah. it's important to vote and to be engaged, to be aware, to exercise your Second Amendment rights, 
and to be in church and to be pursuing the righteousness of God. And, and find that tribe. Amen. That's right. Be engaged. Uh, we just have a minute left. Miss Carrie, I just want to thank you again for coming and being with us on short notice today. Oh, sure. um, it's My always pleasure. a pleasure to have you here. And uh, just um, I just want to give you a minute also to share um, a little bit more about that deal that you've got going there over in Paris. Uh, if you want more information on that, you can go to WFI2023.org or RepublicansOverseas.com. Great. So, That's good. Thank yeah, you excellent. for that. That's perfect. So make sure you you stay engaged as you're listening and and uh, be, be involved in that. I, invite people. Share that that uh, the information, the links for the media on that. And um, let's let's definitely create some counterculture against the WEF and yes. and against the uh, the Soros and the Davos crew and uh, what's his name, old Schwab. There, you know. Let's. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, honestly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, U.S. politicians that are engaged in that. We we use the names of Swab and Soros, but, you know, Biden's there, Obama's there, whoever, all the people that Clinton's. Americans love. So be salt and light. Amen. Get out there and vote this week. Oregonians, Salem especially. Love you. Four four nine one. Amen. We'll see you next time. That does it for this episode, and if you're interested in connecting with a community of like-minded people, please go to our website at www.therivernorthwest.com, Facebook, or download our TRC smartphone app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review so we can make the show even better for you. Thank you for listening, and as always, speak the truth in love.